Blog Talk Radio. Here I am again, asking questions, waiting to be moved. I am so unsure of my perception, what I thought I knew. I don't seem to Where is the turn So I can get back To what I believe in Back To the old me and God Please hear my call I am afraid For me Peace 
and blessings, family, and welcome to another Friday evening. Yes, it is 7.30. It is that time. This is Vani, your sexual wellness coach, along with... I am Z, your love and sex enthusiast. Yes.
so it is an adult show. So if you are listening and you have little ones in the listening area, we just advise the adults that, um, you know, this is grown folk conversation. So, um, you know, you might want to put them aside. And then as Z says, you know, this is, Z, you like, I love the way that you explain. Like, this is a time to unwind, get you a glass of wine, and just, you know, enjoy this time for you this evening. So other than that, I think I got it. You absolutely have it, my dear queen. <laughs> Giving uh, thanks. And, you know, yeah. we do want to say to our beautiful family, we just appreciate you so much because, you know, it's yes, Friday evening and mm-hmm. you could be doing a whole lot of things. But the fact that you come here to uh, to spend some time with us for your support we just want to say we love you, we love you, and we, and we pray that when we bring these conversations and some of our guests who kind of get us, you know, riled up with the sexual stuff, <laughs> that it really does add value to your life. So we thank you yes, so much definitely. for being here. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yes. All right, so Miss Bonnie, um, you said we were going to kind of go right into our conversation tonight. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about this topic, Roddy? Unemotionally, un- uh, emotionally unavailable <laughs> partners. Mm-mm. Yeah, like okay. So, I want to ask you, how did you? Because you presented that topic to us. <laughs> yes. So, so what inspired you to come up with this topic tonight, Ms. Zilana? Hmm. Well, actually, I was on a coaching call with um, our amazing goddess of desire and life coach, (laughs) Janine Ann Ingram, and um, the subject of emotionally unavailable men came up. Um, Pretty much kind of based on something, a relationship that I am in, um, and... Some of the signs that were coming that are coming up, and okay. um, and I was asking like, what in the world does that look like? I mean, what you know? Because you keep you know, I've heard this phrase, emotionally unavailable, emotionally unavailable men, you know. And I mm-hmm. I just want to say to the brothers, this is not just about you because women can be that as well. I think Bonnie, you're going to be sharing something about that a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, some research. This is not just about one gender. You know, male and female (laughs) have these, you know, have these challenges. And so, um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to know what in the world does that look like? What, what is, what are the signs? What are, you know, some of the things that you look for? And so, Mm -hmm. um, then I just said, you know, I think that would be a great topic. I'm sure that I'm not the only one that has gone through or is going through and and maybe this right. can be an opportunity for people to share their experiences, strengths and hopes. Because I'm mm-hmm. a person that truly believes there is no such thing as somebody can't be you know, can't change if that's what they want to do. Right. Um, it takes right. work, it takes help, mm-hmm. it takes, you know, coaching, it takes prayer, it takes all of those things. But if a person knows that they are having this, and it's really challenging their relationships, and they really want to do something about that, you know, not just say, you know, I'm not a person that can kick a person to the curb because they got all of these, 
you know, this one article says eight signs that you are with an emotionally unavailable man. So let's say he has all Mm -hmm. eight of them. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not a person that can say, well, I'm just going to kick you to the curb because you have this. But, you know, if you've got this and you want to change and you want to get help, I believe that anybody can can change their life. So so that's pretty much Uh, how that came about. Yeah. So I'd like to start with, and and I'll ask you in in just a little bit, um, I'd like to start with this article. I do like, you know, we do like to bring to the family, um, you know, information. You know, when we do research, uh, we like to bring information that can also, like I said earlier, add value to your life. So this particular article was written by a gentleman by the name of Jason Gaddis, G-A-D-D-I-S, and he admits that he was for over a decade an emotionally unavailable man. Okay. And he says that it caused him a ton, and he has that in capital letters, of pain and failures in his relationships. So, mm. you know, when I'm reading about this, so this is not just something that's written, you know, from a woman's point of view about how she experienced the other person. This is actually written from someone who has gone through that. And right. you know, okay. um, and got some help, and now he's trying to help others. So first, one of the things that he wants us to see is, you know, what are some of the signs? How does an emotionally unavailable guy show up? And again, mm-hmm. I want to say this is not just about guys. So if you're hearing these, women show up in the same way. Okay. Right. So mm-hmm. one of the things that he says, one of the first things that he says is a sign is self-denial. Is, he says he's in constant denial. He or she is in constant denial about their feelings. They may say, I'm fine. You know, if you may ask, well, what's the matter? Oh, I'm fine, I'm fine. Um, he says this is a classic statement of incongruency, and that breeds mistrust in you because in some part of us, we know that there's not, you know, there's something not right. And so right. if a person is denying um, his behaviors, if he's getting defensive, like, you know, mm-hmm. well, what you asking me that for? You know, why do you always think something wrong? Uh-oh, watch out. <laughs> because, right. um, you know, he's shutting down. He's not emotionally available to say what's really in his heart or in his mind. He insists, mm-hmm. or he or she insists, there is no problem. All is well, all is good. You know, I can speak mm-hmm. for myself. I'll do that in a heartbeat. So I got one of them signs <laughs> <laughs> that I have emotionally available because I don't say that in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah, I'm all right. All is well. Um, right. And he says that they may insist there's no problem, that they have a great relationship, or that his partner is making a mountain out of a molehill. Oh, my God. How many times have mm-hmm. we heard that? Why are you always making a mountain out of a molehill? You, you just pick every little thing and, you know, but I think as women, that intuitive thing within us that says he's not totally here, he's yeah. not totally present in this relationship, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. it maybe could be a brother that's saying the sister is not totally present in this relationship. I don't feel that connection. Right. What do you think about that? Right. How have I, you experienced that? All right, and I, I liked how you said like the how you don't you don't feel it, you know, if the vibration is 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 not there. And so self denial, wow, and you mentioned it, like, you know, I've I've been guilty of it. They're like, Okay, you know, I'm 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 good, I'm fine. 
and not, um, you know, vocalizing what I'm feeling and what I'm expressing or what I want to express because I just think that, okay, you know, I'll be okay. Mm, I'm interested in that. And you said he broke this down in how many steps? Eight. He said that they were eight, eight signs. He came up with okay, eight, eight signs. signs. Okay, eight more. signs. Okay, okay, okay. All right. So, wow, because I'm just thinking, you know, you go through the motions, you know what I'm saying? So to have <laughs> to sit there and come up with eight signs to recognize, I'm, I'm curious to, to know yeah. what the other seven are. Well, and, yes, and again, I I, that's what I love about this particular article because he's coming from where he, how he was experiencing himself as right. mostly unavailable. So he saw himself as, you know, in this self-denial. One of the things that he talked about in self-denial is that he would deny that he had any issues that needed to be worked on. Hello. Mm-hmm. How many times have we been in a relationship when we're talking to our partner and we're trying to point out things that they may need to work on to improve the relationship <laughs> and maybe even improve them themselves, you know, and they can't, they either don't want to see it and then they call that nagging, you're nagging, you're picking, you, you know. So, and, <laughs> and he says, I never took right. responsibility and often blamed my girlfriends for the way I was feeling. Oh, wow. my goodness. That is a big one because oftentimes when that individual who's going through that experience does not want to see themselves, they mm-hmm. place the blame outside mm-hmm. of themselves. They say it's all about the other person. Well, if you weren't doing this, then I wouldn't be doing this. Right. Hmm. So not taking responsibility, defensiveness, self-denial, insisting there's no problem. That's all wrapped around just in that first one. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Just in that first one. Uh, oh, that's the first one. And we say we got seven more. We got seven more yes, signs to go. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> well, we want to break to a quick song, real quick, and we want to get back to. I want to know what these other signs are. I'm sitting here taking notes, like, okay, all right, right. This good, good. You know, being on both sides of it, you know, is just is, is interesting. So, um, we're gonna go into a quick song, family, and. Um, this is the and I's favorite song right now. <laughs> so right now, you know, as for yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, and um, we want to ask for your permission <laughs> to continue, and we'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back. Yes, on less talk, love, sex, and nutrition.
show me what it's hitting for Sip a little jack, maybe blow a little drop Drop you from behind, but I hate to see you go Oh, oh, oh Come on, give me that green light You can let your hair hang down But only if it feels right Oh, oh, oh. Give me that green light I need you Give me that green light
song about Jesus, man. I get all tingly when I hear that song. <laughs> Listen, that's, <laughs> that is one of my yeah. songs. If anything is going on in my life that ain't feeling good, I'm putting on Ro James so he can make me feel real good right now. <laughs> But, you know, and that's so beautiful that you played that at that particular time, Bonnie, because um, now that brother sounds like he is connected to his mm-hmm. queen. He is wanting, you know, yes. he wants that green light. He's ready to, you know, for them to get into a little something, something, you know, spend some time together, some quality time. And one of the things that we're, as we're talking about emotionally unavailable partners, um, one of the um, signs is disconnection. Mm-hmm. Of what you're hearing Ro James talk about in permission is, you know, he's right. really into his, he's really wanting to make a connection with her. And so um, as we are talking about in the family, I'm sorry, we, we kind of came back well, on, the, on the permission tip, but we are talking tonight about emotionally unavailable partnerships, relationships. And uh, we were talking earlier uh, about Jason Gaddis, who is the author of this particular article that I'm um, sharing tonight. And we started out with one of the signs of being emotionally unavailable was self-denial, according to him, because he went through that experience. And so Mm -hmm. one of the other ones that he has is disconnection. Mm. Disconnection yeah. is um, a part of that. So a disconnection looks like, according to him, um, that he pulls away or shuts down. Okay, right. Um, um, he can be slow to return texts. He always says, I'm busy or I'm tired. Vacantly smiles and nods mm. when you share your feelings or important news. He pretty much stays silent. His disconnection mm-hmm. can also manifest in lots of habitual or even compulsive checking out behaviors like TV, alcohol, porn, screen time, his phone. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Or her phone, because we just want to make it clear that <laughs> it could be him or her, because we want to, and we are talking about the article. And then also, and there is a link to the article on our Facebook page, too, so I wanted to make that known. Yes, yes, yes. And like I said, these mm-hmm. these particular um, signs uh, or experiences uh, definitely can be had by men or women. And then it kind of goes into the next one, which is disengaging from relationships. And so it's right. almost kind of like the same thing. He's disconnect. He or she is disconnecting. They no longer put in the time the energy, the money, into nurturing the relationship. And how many of us, I mean, that's what we do in relationships, right? We hear, you know, we want to nurture each other. And, you know, if we if something's going on, I want to be able to talk to my man about it. I want him to hear me. And, yeah, um, yeah. you know, and, um, and so a person that's emotionally unavailable does, you know, has challenges with doing that. Um, it also says that they stop initiating calls, emails, texts, and sex. Stop oh, initiating yeah. sex. Stop initiating sex. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, big, 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 big. Like, big, 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 big. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, when a 
And I got to just speak it from a sister's point of view. When a brother stops initiating sex, to me, that's that's a big sign that something's happening. Yeah. yeah. So, and I know a lot of times, Bonnie, I think that we take that on ourselves um, mm-hmm. as sisters. You know, first thing we think, maybe I shouldn't say we, first thing I think is what what is wrong with me? What's wrong mm-hmm. with me that he? you know, wanting to, to engage in sex or he's not initiating sex. And I'm a person that I'll, you know, I can, I'll engage. I'm, I'm not one of them women that won't engage or not, you know, so I'm saying. And if there if the, if is for some reason it's not, like, reciprocated, mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Okay, what's mm-hmm. up, what's up, what's up, you know? If you ain't getting it here, baby, where you getting it from? So I mean, that's kind of where I go. <laughs> and it may not even be. It may not even be that he's being with anyone else. It's just that he doesn't know how to be with himself. So one of the things that, that Jason says is when I used to get triggered by the women I dated, I didn't know how to be with myself or my mm. feelings. Okay. See, this is about himself. This is what emotionally unavailable looks like. I didn't know how to be with myself or my feelings. So I would simply mm-hmm. disconnect or check out. It's what mm-hmm. most normal people do who don't know how to deal with their internal upset. Oh, so wow. when you can't be with yourself, you don't know how to deal with your own feelings, then, you know, you just disconnect from, from your relationship. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's pretty deep. That's pretty yeah. Deep. So he's saying like all of these things, <laughs> like it wasn't the all like one or two of these signs. But if you have all seven of these signs, I know it's a definite. But you know, I'm I'm listening to it and I'm definitely checking out. There have been instances where you know I myself have been on the side where I've been disconnected, uh, where I will pull away and, and shut down, and. Um, you know, and make myself emotionally unavailable uh, purpose on purpose. And, and so, what, um, so let me ask you this. When you were doing that, what was happening different in the relationship that made you do that? Because I'm sure you weren't like that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You no, know, so no, like what, and, you can, no. Yeah, I was going to say, if you um, can think of something that, you know, what would have mm-hmm. been something that would, would make you start disconnecting or drawing back? Well, you know, with me, and then I was sharing with you that, um, just as a preface, I was sharing with you about me journaling and that experience. So, audience, I'm just going to go um, share our conversation that I had with Z this week. And um, I was talking about that um, I had went back to my journal. I have been journaling ever since I was. Uh, um, in middle school, and so I have journals throughout middle school and high school, and so but in in particular, I was reading one when I was in the military, and interesting enough, you know, I was going through one of those relationships. I remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about that, um, you know, love at first sight, and so it wasn't love at first sight, but it definitely was lust at first sight, and I was chronicling the experience. <laughs> that I was going through and as I was going through this um experience and and I'm twenty one years old, twenty, twenty one years old, I'm just, you know, just it's raw and I cut 
And so here I am. I'm going to be celebrating a birthday on Monday, and I'll be 38. And I'm 38, and I'm reading the writings of Evandria that's 2021. And I'm like, ah, that is one of those points, you know, one you know, one of those experiences and one of those points in your life as a woman or as a man where you kind of cue it in your head and what it turned out to be was the experience where I created a defense mechanism. A defense mechanism because I wanted to protect my feelings and my emotions because of the experience I went through that I just so happened to you know, having my journal, right? So I'm like, ah, all right. So going to the genesis of that. And so with that experience of feeling hurt because it was, again, I explained, I wasn't in love, I was in lust, and it was, oh, it was a wonderful experience. And it really was a sweet memory, you know, thinking about it. But when I was going through it at the time, it was like, oh, what was me, you know, what to do? I don't want to feel like this. You know, again, but yet it feels so good. So it was like this emotional roller coaster of, you know, different things. And so, um, again, you know, this being a genesis of a defense mechanism that I took to another relationship where I was emotionally, where I became emotionally unavailable because I saw signs. And this person that I saw in the other relationship that I was in. So I was like, uh oh, my brain was like, oh, I recognize this. You know, I'm processing it. Like I'm, I'm checking out, you know, like I'm disconnecting, you know, um, um, you know, being disengaging. So it's interesting that you're reading this article and then I'm queuing into like, yeah, you know, yeah, I totally get it because I've definitely, I've been, um, you know, on both sides of that. Wow. How divinely mm-hmm. on time is that, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. For you to be just pulling that up. And so it's all obviously mm-hmm. coming up for a reason. Um, oh, yeah. So it definitely came up for a reason. Yeah. You know, we brought this topic up. Yeah, and, and we know mm-hmm. that when things come up, like that, they come up to be healed because, yes, you know, exactly. especially if we're looking to go into a new relationship, we don't want to carry old baggage with us. Exactly. So if there's still exactly. some areas that need to be cleared up, it's like the universe is saying, okay, you're going to have to, you know, get some, you know, go in, maybe do some more journaling, see where you are now, um, you know, and, and try, to, try to clear that up before you would bring that into another situation or call mm-hmm. another person mm-hmm. into our lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh God bless them. Um, I, oh. Well, I, I, this is another one, Bonnie, that um I thought was really crucial. Um and it's mm-hmm. one that I have experienced and it's a big one for me, um dishonesty. And actually, mm-hmm. he says this is number eight, so I kinda, I'm kind of jumping around. But um, I've had this experience, and it's it's very hurtful and painful. And I almost feel like, for me, when this shows up in this person, um, I almost feel like, you know, don't, I ain't stupid, you know. But it's not about me. I really have to stop making that about me. But anyway, 
So one of the things he says about emotionally unavailable um, an emotionally unavailable person is that they will flat out lie and not only withhold their love from their partner, but literally, literally doesn't share certain things at all. Mm. So he says that inside his inside his head, he justifies this as if I tell her whatever it is he's got going on in his head, she's going to freak out and, you know, he doesn't want to deal with whatever her reaction is going to be. I mean, I have had guys like that, seriously, you know. Mm -hmm. They would rather not say what is going on because they're afraid of how I'm going to react. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and I think sometimes they don't give the person that they're with a chance to be who they are because they're so busy focusing on who the last person was. Let's say he was in another relationship and that person did not know how to communicate. You know, maybe they were a screamer or a yeller or a curse or whatever. And so because he had that experience, he doesn't want to come into this relationship and see how I'm going to react. You know, maybe I'm not going to react screaming, yelling, cursing. Maybe I'm going to listen to what you have to say and let's talk about it, you know. So, um, so he, you know, they'll simply not say anything because they don't want to deal right. with the reaction. Um, he may, this, he also right. says, and this is really something, he also says that he may <laughs> tell someone that he's happily married but be leaking or running sexual energy with another woman. Mm. <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> he doesn't want to end the marriage, but and he doesn't mm. want to give you a chance to pull out but he wants to keep what he's doing a secret until it runs its course. And, you know, for me, I feel like, I'm just going to be, I feel like that's a coward's way out. Because mm-hmm. one of the things that I always say, and I, well, I have, no, I haven't always said this, but recently I've learned to say in relationship, if there ever comes a time where you feel mm-hmm. like you want to be with someone else or you're attracted to someone else, Please let's have that conversation, so and be honest about it, so that we can mm-hmm. decide what we're going to do with this relationship. But all that right. sneaking around and going to get this, and you know, putting me in jeopardy or you know whatever. I mean, I just think that mm-hmm. that's very unfair, and I really think that that's a coward's way out of being a in a relationship. That's just my stuff. Um, you are you absolutely right. It is a, it is a coward um, coward, but it's hard, you know, and. Again, you know, speaking on being on both sides of it, where I've, um, you know, being disconnected, where, you know, I would, so I'm thinking about, this is a situation with me where I was cheating. Like, that was the reason why I was disconnected, because I was cheating on in the relationship that I was in. And so, um, and I felt bad about it and this was you know a serious relationship that um where the gentleman that I was with you know he loved me and I loved him too and you know I was just young I you know I can blame it on that I mean you know but I knew what I was doing and the you know I totally made myself emotionally unavailable because I wanted to the I, I didn't have the courage to 
you know, just be honest and be like, look, you know, this is what's going on. So I wanted him to not love me anymore, to to um to to break up with me because I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to to see his, hear his reaction. So. Oh, oh wow, mm. wow, you just yeah. So yes, so mm-hmm. yeah, you hear it guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, go through that too. How about that? Yeah. And I know it's hard. You know, it is challenging to break off a relationship, especially if the other person is really into you and now all of a sudden you're not into them anymore. It you know, mm-hmm. it, it's heartbreaking because you know how it felt, you know, when someone broke off with you. But I yeah. I just and I've been on, I've been there too, Bonnie. You know, I've been the cheater, so um, and I I know what that feels like as well. So, yeah. um, but yeah. I always, but yeah. I'm saying now, in in hindsight, I would say, always best to still have the conversation, and I mean, unless you know that that person is abusive, and they might mm-hmm. really try to do something to hurt you, um, mm-hmm. you know, I would say have the conversation. You know, yeah, and, yeah, and be yeah. honest, and 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 don't, you know, when you when you lie, you know, you have to keep one lie going and keep another lie going, and and people can tell, mm-hmm. you know, and to me that's you know really really um, hurtful. Um, one of the it things is. that Jason says is that he wouldn't tell a woman that he was beginning to be interested in someone else because he was too scared and freaked out to let her know for fear of creating more drama that he didn't want. So he's talking yeah. about the same, he's talking about the exact same the, the thing that you're talking about. So mm-hmm. emotionally yes. unavailable also looks like dishonesty. I can't be yeah. honest with you. And I'm I'm gonna sneak around until maybe mm-hmm. one of these days you might find out, you know. <laughs> no, uh, 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 like I I I got a story for you, but Z, we want to go into a quick commercial. We got okay. another commercial that we oh do we need to play our first commercial? But we want to go into a commercial, and um and also a song family. And we want to thank you again for joining us on Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. This is Vani, your sexual wellness coach, along with I am Z. Your love and sex enthusiast, and we will be right back. All right. Break the cycle of mediocrity. Did you know that most people don't like waking up to an alarm clock every morning? How would you like to make a full-time income working part-time from home? The largest percent of people who make six-figure or more Do it from a home-based business. You can design your own future with a company that is fun, fast, friendly, and rewarding. The Lemu Company is new to the Baltimore area, looking for a few good men and women. If you are a leader and you're sick and tired of the Monday to Friday 9 to 5 grind, if you want to set your own schedule and pay, contact Gloria at 443-326-1943. That's 443-326-1943 or email gleach7 at verizon.net. That's gleach7 at verizon.net. I'll see you at the top. Welcome to the Family Healing Circle. 
where we inspire awareness, manifesting, motivating, and educating every day. On Sundays, it's Make Me Feel It Radio with Stacey Ferguson. This show is starting a movement as it seeks to inspire people to grow and change the world through personal and financial development. On Mondays, is Totally Whole with Pastor Cook and Dr. Maxine. This show addresses issues related to spirituality and mental health. On Tuesdays, it's Money Matters with Chastity A. Wells. This show will help you get your money right and your financial house in order. On Wednesdays, it's the RN Perspective with our own RN, Stacey Moore. Change the way you think about health by understanding the connection you have with all things and how your habits affect your health. Learn to heal holistically. On Thursdays, it's four weeks, four different shows. Five weeks, five different shows. The first Thursday of the month is Total Empowerment, where beauty and strength is enhanced inside and out with Angela Hardy. The second Thursday of the month is One Love, One Connection, One Us. Turn your relationship into a spiritual union with Reverend Arlene Kahnett and Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. The third Thursday of the month is the Sacred Masculine Show with Reverend Jamel Gilliam, a show for spiritual brothers and the women who love them. The fourth Thursday of the month is the Inner Consciousness with Reverend Harvey L. Bailey. This show explores the inner world of our mind and gives advice on spiritual growth and self-healing. The fifth Thursday of the month is Healing Paradigms with Reverend Arlene Cahat, healing the mind, body, and spirit through changing viewpoints. On Fridays, it's Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. It's sexual health and fitness like you've never heard it before with Vondria Walters and Zakia Lana, a family healing circle on Blog Talk Radio, 7 to 9 p.m. every day. And now you can subscribe to our YouTube channel at Family Healing Circle Media. Family Healing Circle, healing the mind, body, and soul. Does she want you with the pain? 
This is Bonnie, your sexual wellness coach, along with... I am Z, your love and sex enthusiast. Mm. Wow. Bonnie. Mm. Yes. Now, you're going to have to school me on that one, Queen, because I don't know what the name (laughs) of that song is. I don't know who the artist is, but I know that what he's saying is right on time for this conversation tonight. Yes. So who exactly yes. is that? So she, that is Michelle. Oh, and they, yeah, <laughs> she, <laughs> Michelle, Inde Gay Ocello. So Inde Gay Ocello. <laughs> and I was full, full of me. She's beautiful. Oh, she's a beautiful artist and songwriter. And um, she's a bassist. I mean, this sister is bad. Yes. Oh my gosh, this is this bad. And this song was actually featured in the Love and Basketball soundtrack. I don't know if you ever had a chance to see that movie, Z, but if you haven't, oh my gosh, it's so. I love that yes. movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's another one you got to go look up. <laughs> okay. Wow. Yes. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was just saying, you know, definitely how she was able to, um, you know, just to capture the words and, and the music to um, capture a moment like that to, you made a fool of me. Like, how many of us can attest to that? Like, yes, I was that fool. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Mm. Oh, and you know, I think one of the things that I'm getting from from the from doing this research about being emotionally unavailable because mm-hmm. oftentimes we do feel like fools. You know, we feel yeah. like that person deliberately is doing this to hurt me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they, the way that yeah. they are being, you know, their mm-hmm. self-defensiveness, their dismissiveness, their not accepting blame, you know, not accepting responsibility, putting the blame on, all of that is, is, is you know, like an attack, an attack, an attack on us. To, to make us feel bad or they, you know, leaving the relationship or, you know, not being uh, connected. And what I'm learning, Bonnie, is that um, these are core issues in this person's life. So mm-hmm. it's not just them being this way in relationship with me or you. This is how they are in relationship, period. It could be with their parent, it could be with their child, it could be in their workplace. This is just how they are being. And mm-hmm. I'm really learning compassion for these beautiful souls because that has got to be a miserable way to be. Yeah. You know, when you can't feel, when you don't feel that you can relate to people, when you feel that you have to be dishonest because you don't even know how to be honest with your own feelings. Mm-hmm. You know, when you can't accept responsibility in your own experience, you know, um, 
you know, and I, I have a, you know, I have a, a dear family member who I've seen this show up in patterns in his life, in relationships, in intimate relationships, but also in work relationships. You know, he would mm-hmm. not assume responsibility if the boss came to him and said, you know, something, 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 uh, or did you do it? He would absolutely deny it and know that he did do it, mm-hmm. you know, but he's not going to be able to own up to that. Um, right. So that, that's that's really a big one. Um, and I know we're going to invite the family in to talk about their uh, experiences or share something on this subject, but I just want to quickly go through a couple of the other um, sign. So one of them is dismissive, uh, Jason Gaddis. Um, he's talking about this and the eight signs that you are with an emotionally unavailable man. And we are saying, family, that this is not just about men. These are things that unavail- mostly unavailable women go through as well. So dismissive. He says um, he is indirectly or she is indirectly labels you as too much too sensitive, too serious, too dramatic, or crazy, <laughs> or that you're neurotic for sharing your feelings and wanting to talk about the relationship and deeper subjects. So, oh, um, you know, I just got to say, mm-hmm. when, uh, when yeah. I have been in a relationship <laughs> and I have a guy who, you know, if I say, you know, you know, I'm feeling a disconnect here, I'm feeling like, you know, something's happening or something, you know, and I want to have a conversation about that. Um, and then he does, I don't know what you're talking about. You, you always, why are you always creating something? You know, you're always making something like it's a big deal, you know, and he doesn't validate my feelings. That is just him mm-hmm. because he has a problem with being able to, to talk about the deeper things in a relationship. He doesn't mm-hmm. know how to go there. So he'd rather not. You know, you know, I don't or what if he just doesn't feel like going there? Because I know, like with me, sometimes I just I don't I don't feel like putting the effort into going there. So okay, so yeah. and so then, so then my question to you would be, what what would you? Why would you not want to do that if that's going to better the relationship? Are you not interested in bettering the relationship anymore? So you don't know. Yeah, there you it? go. No, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not interested in bettering the relationship okay. anymore. And see, and yeah. that makes yeah. that makes all the so difference that makes, in the world because exactly. you know you're yeah. not wanting to go there because you really don't want to be in a relationship. So I don't want to talk about this stuff. But what, Bonnie, mm-hmm. what if, you know, you are in a relationship that you really do want to continue having yeah. and your man is coming to you and saying, well, babe, you know, I'm I'm feeling like, you know, what's going on? You know, I'm not feeling you. I'm not feeling like you, you know, you don't say you love me as much as you used to. You don't, you don't touch me as much as you used to. I don't feel our, you know, when we make a love, I don't really feel like you're there. You know, what's going on? And if you are invested in your relationship wouldn't you, mm-hmm. you know, Definitely. Normal, Definitely. normally you would want to say, well, let's explore that or let's talk about it. Yeah. But it seems like if you're an emotionally unavailable person, you're not able to do that, even if you want yeah. the relationship. Hmm. Wow. And the thing is this, you know, going back to what I was saying with my experience, you know, that person that is emotionally unavailable, you know, what is it that um, is, that is creating this disconnect? Because it's not the person, you know, it's something that, you know, that happened with them 
that, um, you know, again, like I said, if they're vested into this relationship, you know, it's something to where they feel what, you know, what is it that they feel if they invest, like they don't feel as though they deserve a loving relationship. So um, why are they not doing the things that they're doing, they need to do in order to make that relationship work? You know, so I'm getting to like this self-sabotage type of thing. You know, like if you know your partner, this is this is what you need to do in order for, you know, this relationship um, you know, to evolve, to, to thrive, then what is it? Why am I not doing it? Mm. Good mm. question. Uh, and I yeah. want to tell you um, what he says. But before we do that, I just want to say one more thing that he talked about, blame and avoiding responsibility. Mm-hmm. He says he really doesn't see his part. He really, he or she really don't see their part. They don't get it, and they avoid taking responsibility for any of the relationship challenges. They actually don't seem to see the problem, and and he says it's fear. It's the wall that he has created, he or she has created, and his Mm -hmm. guarded yeah. So these yep. things about this person didn't just happen when they came in relationship with you exactly. or with me. This is something right. that they have had within them pretty much from their from their childhood, and that's what one of the things that he talks about um, when he's sharing, you know, how these things come up. He also okay. says that um, uh, his default setting, of course, is defensiveness. He or she and wants to make the relationship challenges all about you. So um, so he says, this is Jason Gaddis, and he says, remember, this guy or this girl, this lady, this gentleman, isn't wrong. And I really want the family to hear this, because we are all about being nonjudgmental and, you know, really learning unconditional love that you know that is what we really want to come to in our spiritual experience on the planet unconditional love non-judgment you know god said you know cast the first stone if you you know if you got if you ain't got no thing then you cast the first stone you know we can't mm-hmm. be judgmental with one another you know learning compassion learning how to see the person um, as we know that they can be and not necessarily as how they're showing up because I truly do believe, Ani, that everybody has the ability to change if they desire to. Um, oh, yeah. He says that this person isn't wrong and it's not necessarily his fault. If he's a normal male and, or I will say, or female, he or she mm-hmm. was conditioned into this through his upbringing and doesn't mm-hmm. even know it's going on within him or her. Oh, wow, that's deep right there until it shows up in a relationship, huh? Right. right. Yeah. And I think, you know, you and I were talking uh, last night about, you know, um, you know, know, let's take, you know, little boys, for instance. You know, they're Mm -hmm. taught to be tough. You know, you can't cry. You get knocked down. You can't, you know, 
mothers are chastised sometimes by fathers. Stop babying him. Stop coddling him. You know, and he can't cry. Mommy can't kiss the boo-boo if daddy's around. You know, got to be a man. Stand up and be. So he's not even able to express himself emotionally. So he stuffs it and stuffs it and stuffs it. And then, of course, you know, when he gets a little bit older, maybe he got picked on, you know, with the guys at school. The first thing they tell him to do, go out there and fight and better not cry. If you come in the house crying, I'm going to beat you. I'll give you a worse beating than the one you're going to get out in the street. Yep. So where mm-hmm. does that emotion go? Where does that little boy get a chance to express that? Mm-hmm. And so then he does not learn to to express his emotion. He doesn't even learn how to be compassionate. You know, um, there's so much of that. And, and so, therefore, he grows up and becomes a grown-up young man, or even women mm-hmm. can be the same way, girls the same way. You know, um, if you were, you know, if you sometimes if you grew up in a house that had a lot of uh, siblings, you know, you had to learn how to be tough and, you know, rough and stuff like that. So you didn't maybe get that compassionate, nurturing kind of thing. And so that's how you grow up with that. And then when it comes to having a relationship, you don't know how to relate in a one-on-one relationship. And, and what Jason is saying is it's not that person's fault. They don't even realize they're having this, that they're, expressing themselves in this way. To them, it's normal. Mm-hmm. You know, how they're being is a normal thing. And I'm going to even say for myself, even for myself, it's how I am being in a normal situation. I am, right. When I see myself getting like that, I want to become aware that that is how I am being, and I want to change that behavior. So I don't, mm-hmm. don't want to be that way, and I don't want to subject my partner to that. So... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna. Uh, I'm just gonna kind of leave it at that. When, like you know, right. Bonnie said earlier, family. There is a link uh, on our uh, Facebook page about this article. You may want to go back and read it. If, if you find yourself in any of these eight signs, um, may I may want to offer it to you. I want to offer to you that you just take some time and take a look at it, see how you are being, and if there's you know, if you want to desire, if you desire to change that because, you know, maybe your relationships have uh, been painful and unsuccessful, just like Jason said, you know, he went through a mm-hmm. whole decade of painful and unsuccessful relationships. So if that's, you know, if you find that maybe you're having that experience, you want to get some help, there are all kinds of ways to get uh, help and support. And if you have a partner, talk, you know, just mm-hmm. talk. I know, you know, sometimes it's hard um, for guys to talk, but, as you know, we love you, and we want to hear what you really have on your heart. And, I, you know, I, I'm praying that sisters will really listen and, um, and, you know, let family, let's stop, you know, wanting to kick each other to the curb because we find these so-called defects of character, and let's work with helping each other to grow. Uh, and become all that we can be. So that's my share for tonight. I don't know, Vani, if you had anything else that you wanted to add to this. Um, oh, and, oh, just, you know, oh, yeah, I, I just wanted to just say, like, wow, you know, this beautiful words to, um, you know, to talk about the top. I'm glad that you 
brought this this topic up tonight, Z, about being emotionally unavailable because, you know, it just allowed me, just like, you know, a lot of our shows do, it allows me to, you know, to check myself and also, um, you know, hear the, the perspective, um, your perspective, and also as the family shares, um, you know, their experience and perspective on this because, like you said, you know, it's important that we communicate, that we talk. And so that um, because we all, we, we want to be loved. We want to be validated. We want um, to be honored in our relationships. And so, you know, as a partner, you know, you want to do those things that, um, that allow you to um, express the love that your partner deserves and the love that you feel, you know, you want it to be reciprocated. So um, this is beautiful. Um, And I enjoy, you know, I enjoy the conversation and, uh, you know, it's it's beautiful. But with that being said, family, yeah, yeah, Yeah. thanks and praise. So um, family, if you would like to share with us, get in on the conversation with us this evening. You are welcome to do so by pressing the number one on your dial pad, and we will bring you in. And I see we have someone. I'm going to bring you in, caller, 301-659. Welcome to Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. <laughs> Good evening, fam. How are you guys tonight? Peace, goddess. <laughs> I am a re- peace and love. I I want to first start by saying I'm a recovering undercover over lover. Bonnie, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you got Erica on deck, but she was going real good with this conversation tonight. <laughs> oh yes, that's so good. Oh man, let me see if I can get that. Yeah, but um, I'm so glad y'all included us women in this conversation because it's real easy to beat up our brothers. I'm I'm guilty. I raise my hand and I'll say, you know, he ain't ready and he did this and he did that and he, 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 he. And, uh, you know, not take responsibility for, like, the stuff that I know that I do. And I will justify it in my mind because, in my mind, I'm doing it to protect myself. Like, I got to protect myself. Right, I protect right. Myself. Mm-hmm. Who will protect me? And <laughs> I'll know every – I've had some really amazing men showing up in my life as of late. Mm-hmm. And um, one in particular, I know his story. Like, he's told me the things that he's gone through. Like, he's opened up to me, and he shared these things with me. And I know it's not easy a lot of times for men to do that, to share, you know, their their hurt and, and the things that have affected them and um, scarred them, right? And so he's, he's done that numerous on numerous occasions, and... For whatever reason, I just still find myself not wanting to 
it's, it's not even that I don't want to. I don't know how to. I don't know how to. Let me say this. I am afraid, and my fear is so big that it gets in my way. I know mm-hmm. that it's there, and I right. know it's getting in my way, but it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard the analogy of, like, how they catch monkeys, and they, um, how they catch them is they put bananas, like, underneath, like, a crate, and when the monkey goes in there to grab it, they put they slam the crate down, mm-hmm. but the monkey can get free if it just lets go of the banana, but they don't want to because they want the banana. It's like that kind of thing. Like, I know in my mind, rationally, like, you know, this brother's been through it. He's mm-hmm. recovering. He's, it's going to take him some time. And, you know, there's a part of me that's like, okay, Khadijah, mm-hmm. have patience. But then my right. ego is like, fuck that shit. Yes. <laughs> Yes, look, look, <laughs> look, I'm listening and I'm relating. That's a high five, but I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, and um, go get your thing. Yeah. So, so um, I, I just wanted to say I think that tonight's conversation was really, really important. I had a bunch of triggers show up for mm-hmm. me as you guys were um you know, laying out the eight things and I'm just like like I feel I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad. Or at least I'll say I have compassion. I have more compassion and I feel bad for some of the things that I have for for some of the situations that I have created unnecessarily. And I just wanna say thank y'all for um bringing this up and hopefully we can have more conversations like this uh, in the near future. Thank you, Queen. Thank you, Queen, for sharing. Thank you, Queen. Thank you for your authenticity, you know, for owning up to your stuff. And, you know, that's one of the things I think that, that is so important is that, you know, when when we own up to, to our part in it, then, okay, that we've done that. And, you know, we can't ever make another person do anything or be any other way or, mm-hmm. you know, we're not out here to try to fix anybody. But I love that you mm-hmm. said you're learning how to, to have more compassion. Because one of the things right. that I think happens is that we are just so quick mm-hmm. to say, put the hand up, okay, I ain't going there, I ain't dealing with you, I'm going on the next and next and next. But we have to realize, family, every time these people, these wonderful souls show up, Hello, mm-hmm. this is about us. What is it in right. us that is, yeah. is attracting this particular soul to show us more of what? Is it that we're not compassionate enough and maybe this is why this is showing up or maybe we are emotionally unavailable and we don't know what that looks like in our own self? So they have this, so we got this mirror, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a hard thing. Yeah. That's right. what the truth say. It's never about the other person. It's always about me. Mm-hmm. It's always about mm-hmm. me. Hello. <laughs> so I was going. 
I'm going to leave that at that as you ponder on that one. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you so much, Queen. God bless you. We peace, appreciate peace, you. Peace, y'all. Okay. Uh, wow. So, do we have any more of the fam out there that wants to share and and be in on the conversation with us this evening? Or emotionally unavailability. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Ronnie, I was hoping that we would have had um, our our kings, any of our kings, show up tonight. But um, if uh, you know, it's always good to hear from our brothers. Um, you know, even if they, um, you know, whatever their opinion is, maybe they don't, maybe they don't express themselves in that way. But maybe they have an opinion about that. But while we are um, waiting, oh, we to do have. The... Oh, we we have someone that okay. we Ooh, want to bring please. in. Yes, yes, um, we're going to bring you in. Area code nine zero four nine nine four. Welcome to Let's Talk About Sex and Nutrition. Wow. Um, how do I start Hi. this conversation with myself? Mm-hmm. I had to stop the misnomer. I won't call it a lie, but I call it a misnomer that All I'm right. perfect. I don't have any flaws. I don't. I don't do these things. I don't do that. But when the noise stopped and I listened mm-hmm. to the echo of what I just said, I hear a conviction that says you might not be guilty of all of them, but if you're guilty of one of them, you need to change something. Mm. The one thing that in my past that I know that I was guilty of is not knowing how to talk to my companion, to my partner, about the things that I, I was experiencing inside of myself. Okay. You, you're not knowing how to talk about the simple things, the complex things. Always, always gravitate to. I think the earthquake at a, at a seven point seven Richter on the Richter scale is about what you start to feel like. The entire house is rumbling and the streets are falling apart. When all it was was just necessary because we needed to hear your or needs to be heard of what we think and how we feel about what we think. Not to be judged and not to be uh, um, crucified for it, which is our, which is one of the things that happens on both sides of the pendulum. I've mm-hmm. never, I cannot say that men don't judge. Damn lie. I can never say that women don't judge. Damn lie. However, when we start to come to understanding that we have to be a lot more uh, conscious, I guess. Mm-hmm. Since we're mm-hmm. we're coming into this era where we're understanding that I am everything that God is, God is everything that I am, we say that with such eloquence and such power and such bullshit. Because the moment we finish mm-hmm. saying that, we come along and we we instantly judge that situation just like God would have, mm-hmm. just like God would have judged that. Knowing I didn't think God was that crucial, but that's one of the things that we cannot seem to release. Um, they say, well, you're known by the mm-hmm. fruit you bear, but nobody told your ass to be a fruit inspector. <laughs> sure, it's a job, but you ain't got to be a right. fruit inspector. What about somebody who just 
build the ground and, mm-hmm. and grow a better fruit tree. Maybe, just maybe. I I, I applaud Queen Khadijah. Thank you for your your amazing book, love. I applaud Khadijah for saying maybe a little bit more patience. No, I'm not asking you to become Job. Damn, don't be Job or Jobina. Neither one of those. Do it within a, a realm of comprehension that says, I am willing to listen. I'm willing to talk. I'm willing to open up my own stuff. Willing to open up my own stuff. And, mm-hmm. and that's the one thing that most people, I'm willing to open up your stuff because I can see your shit. But I'm not willing to open up my own because that means I got to open up the word. And, and Vonnie, don't don't hold me hard to this word, but vulnerability is, <laughs> I'm sorry, I mean to say that out loud. Nobody wants that without letting know, letting be known that you're safe with me. Mm-hmm. I can hold your shit, and we can devisely separate it from who you really are and really come to a conversation that when I'm feeling unavailable emotionally, I have somewhere I can go. I have someone that I could I can lay my head in your lap and and allow you to to just ro- twirl your fingers in my locks and say, "Baby, whatever it is, I'm okay with that." And we can do some we can do something about this. All I wanted to know and all I want to say is that as an evolving God, I choose to know that they're evolving goddesses with the same compassion and the same desire to seek the greater good in everyone. Looking at the higher good, even if I don't know you, I look for your higher good, your highest good, your highest behavior. I look for it. Why? Because I want you to look for that inside of me. So whenever Mm -hmm. I'm being emotionally unavailable to myself first, I, I admit Damn, that was kind of cold. Mm, How it, wow. I have to open up my Pandora's box first because I'm the only got the damn key. Anybody else breaking in. Mm. Wow. I love I love what you what you goddesses are doing to bring me into the awareness that there is a better way to do the bullshit of the past fifty years. There has to be a better way because what we were taught or what we observe or what we absorbed wasn't what was the best or highest good for our own selves. We absorbed that because there was nobody telling us, wait a minute, there's got to be a better way. It was always a fussing and fighting and screaming and hollering and fuck this, I'm out of here. Right, right. There was never less talk at the table. And if we got to bring family members in to talk about it, it's still the same conversation, and we don't talk about these intrinsic things that that changes your life. Right. We tell our children, "You're gonna experience some shit that you're not gonna understand." Well, why they got experience it without the information that you have already experienced to tell them about it? <laughs> you went through the exact same thing, and you gonna let your. I heard you say, "I love my daughter with all my heart," but you are gonna let her follow the same bullshit you went through? Is mm-hmm. that love? Right. I can't point my finger at you without looking at myself in the mirror. <laughs> I have a son, 
and the shit I went through as a man, as a evolving man. Don't want that to go through my sons as well. Or am I am I just a a, 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 a Neanderthal that that's just not interested in in you not following the same line of shit that that the world or the society has has pushed you into? You think with your hands and not with your with your head. Either one, you don't think with them. You're reactionary. So how do we engage a conversation of purity and honesty that will do nothing but open the channels of what real love is so that your future's futures won't be the same corrupt shit that you went through when you were 18 years old? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Beautiful, mm. my brother. I, I apologize oh for being long winded, but it just wouldn't wouldn't stop at the at the first accepting my <laughs> own accepting my own shit, accepting the fact that this box I'm standing on has a lock on it that I need to open and empty that shit out of there. Right. Where right. where can I go to empty my shit? Mm. Wow. You know, I want to breathe on that, beautiful um, brother. Thank you so much um, for expressing not only from you, from you, but you expressing from the heart of so many of our brothers. And and you know what I would want to, what I would want to offer is a safe place, a safe place that you know when when your heart is guarded that you can feel that you can have a, with this person that you're in a relationship that, that you would feel safe in opening up mm-hmm. and really sharing yourself. You know, you no longer have to have your heart guarded. You know, you no, you no longer have to have those walls up there. And we are here. You know, we want to support. We want to nurture. We want to love. We want to care. We want to show you how much, uh, how important it is for for you because as you are growing and as you're peeling off those layers and onions and, you know, from the onion and you're just peeling it off and peeling it off and getting to the core of who you are, how amazing that is as we relate with one another. And, of course, the yeah. same for me, you know, if, if I can come to you and, and you're offering me a safe place to land and you're listening and you're showing me compassion, and you know, then, mm-hmm. you know, friendship is evolving into absolute sweet divine love. So yeah. I would offer all of us and I thank you so much for for bringing yourself to to our place and I hope you felt safe to land here. I love you. Yeah. Oh, wow, Jane. Oh, and we're almost getting to the top of the hour and this has been again, you know, I'm thankful that we had the opportunity to speak on um, speak on this because we don't get a chance to really dialogue about this um, topic uh, a lot unless you know it's in the thick of something or um, well you don't. And so I like what uh, what our king was saying is you know just honoring our emotions and and when we are honoring when we. When, we are unavailable, you know, checking ourselves because, you know, like you have mentioned, you painted a picture of little boys where, you know, not having, growing up and not having an outlet 
to express their feelings. So what do you do with with these emotions? And then when you do have emotions, because we are human, you know, when we do experience these emotions, you know, to to honor them and um, and to rest with them and to be still with them and to know that that's just a part of of being human and it's a beautiful thing um, to have. So, um, wow. V, <sighs> so with that being said, honey. Um, yes, yes. Well, you know, Bonnie, thank you so much. Um, you know, this has been one of those thought-provoking conversations and we just would like the family <laughs> to, you know, really delve into it more. You know, if you feel that yeah. this is uh, something that you personally are challenged with or that your relationship with someone, even if it's not a partner, maybe it's a child. You know, I mean, I could, yeah. I, I've got family members that I could really sit down and have this conversation with. Um, mm-hmm. You know, let's let's open up, let's talk about it some more. And and not put it under the table, and I think that it's all of a sudden going to go away because it's not. This yeah. is one of those things yeah. that really needs work. It needs prayer. It, it mm-hmm. just needs more attention to. So um, I'm grateful that we started this conversation. Maybe we'll come back again and talk about it, and you know we'll get people that maybe have done some of the work and yeah. see how yeah. their lives have changed. Mm-hmm. Because um, you know Jason, you know Gaddis, he talked about how he went through it for over a decade and now I you know I guess he's been healed from it and he's wanting to share so maybe we can get the family to come back on and and talk about what their experience was what they went through what they chose some of the steps that they chose to and how it's now affecting their relationship so we'll definitely come back and and revisit this conversation yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm excited so Ronnie I know we're almost at the our queen, and um, if you could let the family know how to, you know, read, you know, catch up with us, um, and then yes, also, yes, family. Mm-hmm. Yes, family. Out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, queen. So, family, we want to again thank you for joining us um, this evening for another episode of Let's Talk Love, Sex, and Nutrition. And you can connect with us on Facebook via Love, Sex, and Nutrition. Let us know you know, how you like the show or you can share it or put it on your page or like us, but feel free to um, to do that. And then we also just like to also say that we enjoy your input and your conversation and your feedback. So please, please, please um, continue to connect with us. And we're also on Instagram, Love, Sex, and Nutrition. And you can email us at love, sex, and nutrition at gmail.com. So other than that, family, we want to wish you a wonderful, wonderful weekend. This is a holiday weekend. It's also my birthday weekend. Hey, so next. Okay, <laughs> good day. My on Labor Day, Labor Day. You want to say Happy Birthday to Alani? Oh girl, I wish we had Stevie right there. We should have had Stevie up on our um on our list of songs. Happy beloved birthday! May you just continue to be blessed 
by the universe oh. with the most amazing life, all of your dreams, oh, you are just all of your so goals and desires, to make forth a complete full manifestation. May love just <sighs> pour, pour out into your experience, and may you experience mm-hmm. lots and lots of money, honey. Ooh, come on, money. Yes. Come on, money. Bless yes, you. yes, yes. Yes. Your career and yes. your in your massage career and your work, everything that you do, your Punani kitchen taking off, everything that your heart <laughs> desires. May you just be filled with so much joy and happiness. Oh. Proud of you and I love you so much. And may you celebrate and celebrate and celebrate mm-hmm. your life because God purposed you here to be a blessing mm-hmm. to all of us. I love you, Queen. Oh. Namaste. Be blessed. And family, if you're still here and you want to take some birthday wishes for Bonnie, come on, come on, come on. (laughs) 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 Hello? I'm here. I'm here. See if there's anybody. uh, See if three. Okay. I don't see nobody's here. Okay. All right, well, it's all good. We know that the family is sending you love, Queen, and God bless you. And um, oh, also, family, uh, I think uh, I think we do have 301 wanting to come in and say something. Bonnie, can you bring her oh, in? Okay, yes. I just, wanted to wish, I just wanted to wish the Queen a happy birthday. I want you to enjoy Thank yourself, you. treat yourself like the Queen, and the design being that you are, and we love you. We love your contribution that you uh, give to us each and every week here, and we appreciate you. I just want to tell oh, you that I love you, Bonnie. All I right. love you too, Queen. Yeah. Thank you. I receive You're that. Mm. Oh, and I have something for her too. So I happened to find that Erica Badu song. So. We're going to close oh, out. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, before so, you play that, um, I just mm-hmm. wanted to let, also let the family know we will not be back next week, but we'll be back oh, on the yes. third, uh, on the third on the Friday. 16th. Yes, yes, family. We will be back on the 16th. And we got, oh, yes, and we got something exciting. We're going to be talking about Tantra. So, mm-hmm. Yes, so you want to stay tuned and connected with us. And then also um, look for us on social media because we're going to be posting some things and some articles and videos that, um, you know, are going to be leading up to our show on the 16th. So, again, we want to thank you for joining us this evening. My lovely, lovely, lovely Zulana, the love and sex Enthusiast, I love you, sis, and I appreciate you so, so very much. Thank you, love, and you know I love you more. Thank mm-hmm. you, bless. Namaste. Peace and blessings. Recovering undercover over love. Thanks, he wants another.
Yes, I'm a fool for you. 